Direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
kind of excited about this second guest because she's just uh-huh. come back from the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Wrangler Awards in Oklahoma City. So we're going to be talking with her about maybe we'll get a little inside scoop on what happens at the Wrangler Awards because she was a celebrity presenter and a two-time Wrangler Award winner herself, and that would be that's you. We're going to be interviewing you. It's you, and we're going to be sharing some of your award-winning music, uh, Wrangler award-winning music today on the show. So we're going to have a great time on Live from Nashville today. We're going to be visiting with Erica and talk more with Mary Kay. We'll be interviewing her. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Erica. It's one called State of Mind from her self-titled album. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Erica Lotza today on Live from Nashville. Gypsy Soul, Rolling Stone, State of Mind.
of Mind by our guest today on Live from Nashville, Erica Latze. Welcome, Erica. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's an honor to have you. You know, um, from what I hear, Erica, you have stepped out of a writing session to be with us today, and so we so appreciate your time. No problem. I have, and I was making the joke. I'm like, okay, y'all, finish the song while I'm gone. I'll just come back and put my name on it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Erica, well, welcome to the show. And uh, tell us how a girl from North Carolina ended up in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I was on the coast. Um, I started out in the mountains where I was born and raised in Mount Airy. And I finished up college down um, on the coast of North Carolina. And the music scene there was just so great. And so I decided to take a break from college, which my parents were really thrilled about, um, and decided to start playing, start playing gigs. Um, and at the time, I really didn't know anything about songwriting, but I loved playing. And so along the way, I discovered that I could actually write songs like the ones that I was playing out for people. And then I'd play them during my gigs, and people didn't hate them. So I thought, well, maybe I've got something here. And um, <laughs> within maybe six months, I had moved to Nashville and had a few songs in my pocket and just started knocking on doors and making connections. And, you know, I didn't really know anybody, but I decided this is where I wanted to be. And I've been in Nashville ever since. <laughs> wow. Wow. I got to ask you, is Mount Airy known for something in particular? It is Mayberry. It's the real Mayberry. That's where Andy Griffith was born and raised. <laughs> uh, gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Well, so how long have you been in Nashville now? I'm working on my fifth year. So I'm halfway through. I say it's a 10-year town, so I'm halfway there. <laughs> um, but it's felt like no time at all. I mean, it really has. It's been, it's become home. And so once you find home somewhere, it just, it doesn't matter how much time passes. It all is just fun, you know? It is. And it goes so stinking fast, you know? Five years is just like a blink and it's come and gone. So when you get to be my age, Erica, you will really know how fast time goes. But uh, (laughs) anyway. Anyway, hey, you've got some great music that we want to get to, but uh, the next song that we're going to do is one called Lines, and you actually wrote that with a couple of friends of ours, Andy Renfrey and uh, and Bill DeLuigi. And so how did you get hooked up with those two? So I met Andy first. Um, One of the few people that I knew when I moved out here was Randy Barnett, and he introduced Andy and I. And those two, they just got me. You meet some people that yeah. just take you under their wing, and they just get you. And they didn't want mm-hmm. me to be anything that I wasn't. And we wrote a lot of great songs. And um, Andy then introduced me to Bill, and he was another person. To this day, they they just understand what I'm trying to say and do. And Lines came out of a co-write where I showed up with an idea called Lines, and Andy goes, no way. I had the same idea forever. Let's write that. It's meant to be. So Bill hopped on and we just, we got it done. And it's one of my favorites on the album. Well, it is a terrific, 
terrific song. Let's take a listen to Lines. We will come back in just a moment. You're listening to Live from Nashville, heard around the world at EquestrianLegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Things grow from turned up dirt to green and gold. Answered prayers that rise up row by row. A crooked arrow through a heart, some not forever. Lovers carved the years smoothed out the edges in the bar. introduce this great song. That is Lines, written by Erica Latza, Bill Luigi, and our friend Andy Renfrey, and produced by Ren Renfrey, and uh, just a great song, Erica. 
Thank you. I'm very, I'm so proud of it. And Ren, he did just a fabulous job at putting all of these songs together. I mean, this album wouldn't be what it is without him. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, as I song, it reminds me of all that's best that can happen in Nashville in a songwriting session. Because I, I thought all, all, of all three of you, I know all three of you, and, you know, your different life experiences all come together around a concept. And I could just imagine you guys and the thought process that went into writing this and really creating a song that really makes people think, you know, and that's the best of what Nashville can do with a song. What are your thoughts about um, sitting in a songwriting session? You know, I always think of songwriting sessions, it's kind of like dating, and I know other people say that. Um, I've heard it said by other people, and you kind of, the first write's like a first date, and you go and you wonder what this other person's going to bring to the table, and you learn what you have to bring to the table, depending on who you're writing with, and you start to find that groove the more you write with the same people over and over, and you know, it becomes this family, this this really tight-knit community. And I've learned over, you know, the many co-writes that I've had over the years that the best that I have to bring to the table are my thoughts and the way I view things and the way I was raised. And I really lean heavily on that. And um, that's just one of my favorite things is to take the way I see the world and mold it into something bigger that that other people see the world as too. So it's kind of magic, I think. (laughs) It really is a kind of magic. So was there a certain lyric in the song that when you guys got to it, in a songwriting session, you get to this point where you'll play, you'll, you'll throw out lyric ideas, and then someone will say, that feels honest. Was there a point in this song where you realized that not only were the lyrics feeling honest, but it was feeling like a great song? Do you remember a moment Um, in the songwriting process? You know, it's so funny you say that because, honestly, from the very first few lines of of that song, it really did feel honest because we pulled from a place. I was telling them about, you know, watching the farmers where I grew up, so those perfect ones where good things grow, those lines, you know, that grow to green and gold. And it it just felt very much to the core of where I'm from and who I am and the things I've seen. So, um, yeah, I, and the the laughing ones on mama's face and the, the things that I think we all relate to, but I know for sure make up who I am. Every single line in that song was just honesty. Yeah. I had like this picture in my mind of, you know, your long career, seeing you in the future um, with kids and grandkids and seeing them ask you to sing that song. I think it's really one of those songs that will stay with you your whole career. That's my prediction. Thank you for saying that. I hope so. I I always play that every gig, whether it's a, a packed bar room or a listening room or a campfire. I always pull out that song. It's It's one that just really resonated with me. Yeah. I feel hope for everybody like a, else. Yeah, like an anthem. Yeah, so, exactly. So, exactly. This next song is also 
a really beautiful song that you've written. It's a song called Wood. Can you tell us about this tune? Yeah, I had this idea just by myself one evening, and I started writing it, and I knew I wanted to write the song from the perspective of a guitar, which is tricky because it's been done a few times and it's been done well. And I had a co-write the next day with Andy and Kelly Johnson, who is brilliant. And I thought this would be the perfect place to throw out this idea. And when I did, they took it. And we, by the end of the co-write, we made the work tape and we were all just crying because it was such an emotional thing because we, we all have this affinity for our instruments and our songwriting and it's impossible to not have an emotion towards that. Um, so it was, it was really special as well. Oh, wonderful. Well, it is another um, great song and this is called wood. We'll be right back to talk more with Erica today on live from Nashville. I was brought into this world by a craftsman in the Appalachian Range. From the moment he picked out my timber, my life began to change. The steady hands he shaped me from maple and mahogany. First time he laid those strings across me, I understood I was made of more than wood. It took a long time living to find what I had to say. I take the notes I'm given and I help them find a way into a voice, into a song. They come alive, find a place where they belong, where we I never got to see that much daylight from inside that travel cave. But every night I got my fill of spotlight. Crowds and the stage. All the sweat and tears and stories left their marks on me through the years. And I poured them into every single chord I could. And they came from more than wood. It took a long time. I know they want to 
She's my third arm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so much fun because <clears throat> when we have so many singers and songwriters that are on the show every week, uh, it's pretty amazing how they feel about their guitars. And they're pretty proud of, of what they've got. And some of them have a real collection of those things. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So what was your first guitar? Well, like, geez, the first guitar that I learned to play on, my dad had something called a Harmony, um, and I think he still has it, but he's since upgraded. He, My dad is a guitar collector now. He has okay. gotten back into music since I did, um, so he has many, but the Harmony is what I learned to play on, and then the first guitar that was mine that I bought, I bought for $200 at a little bluegrass shop up in Virginia. And it was, oh, wow. I, I can't even remember the name of it now, but it's, I still have it. <laughs> it's still my little beat around guitar. Uh, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Well, I just don't think you ever get rid of your first guitars. You know, you just kind of keep no. those things and, and uh, they're kind of like a go-to. They feel, mm-hmm, exactly. feel, feel, feel familiar and, and kind of special to go back and do that. So, so what's, what's your future plans? What are your plans? Well, right now I'm working on releasing some new music, which I'm really excited about. I've been writing a lot and I think that's just kind of the name of the game. I I write most days of the week, sometimes multiple times a day. And I'm really proud of, yeah, I'm really proud of the new music that's coming out. And so um, hopefully releasing later this year, but right now through the summer, I'm also um, playing a lot of shows and demoing some songs. And uh, it's just, you know, the, the thing that everyone does in Nashville, we keep creating and getting out there and doing what we love. 
You know, the thing that strikes me, Erica, is, is what you just said, and that is you usually write every day. And yeah. um, uh, so the good songwriters, I think, kind of do that. They just have a time. Do, do you have a set time that you write every day or just depends on everybody else's schedule is? Well, it depends on the day. Most of the time I do co-write, um, but even if I have nothing going on, I kind of force myself to go sit and write something, even if it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, mainly because <laughs> it's a muscle. You know, you, you have to keep right. exercising the muscle. So, uh, yeah, I I force myself to when I don't have co-writes, but most of the time I think I, I'm safe to say I have a co-write at least four days of the week. <laughs> well, that is so cool. That is so, my, my next question is this. Uh, do you pitch your songs in any way? Yes, which that's been difficult to figure out. When you come here and you don't really know anybody, you can't just go knock right. on the doors of a record label anymore or a publishing house. So I've changed. been really fortunate to it, – it's definitely changed. Um I've been fortunate enough to fall into some friendships who knew how to pitch songs, and that's been Mm -hmm. really nice. Um, So we demo a lot, and then we do have some pluggers. And hopefully with with any luck, you know, things land. And that's, that's the big question mark is where they land and when they do. But I think what it boils down to is as long as you love what you're writing, there's going to be a home for those songs somewhere. I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, I want to get to another song. This is a song that you wrote by yourself, and it's one called No More. Tell us about this song. So No More came from, actually, on the side, I pet sit. It's just, I love animals. I love connecting with people and their pets. And so I was pet sitting for this house, um, this house setting for this house and it was built in the 1800s and they had this beautiful grand piano that came with the house and they're like you feel free to play it anytime you want so one evening didn't have anything to do so I sat down and started playing and clunking out some chords and no more just was written about what I imagined happened there it was very much a made-up story with truth in it I kind of put some some truth from my grandparents into it and just how I viewed the world. And that's how it came about. All right. We are going to listen to No More, and uh, you and I are going to talk about pet setting because I might could use a pet setter every now and then. I need to introduce <laughs> her. I need to introduce her to Sam, don't I, Mary Kay? Yeah. We need to, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a listen to No More. We're talking with Erica Latza. Lot, did I say that right? Latza? Latza? Latza. Latza. Okay. And we'll be right back. Yeah. They were two kids, barely 17, borrowed two tadges and a Ring. Y'all won't make it past here, turn to 84, forever don't work like that no more. It's a fixer-upper that's been handed down through generations. 
<laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Well, listen, you have been fantastic, and uh, we look forward to having you back with us again in the future. Right now, we're going to close this with another great song from the album. It's called Home to Me, and uh, this was another co-write with uh, with Kelly and um, with Andy. Tell us a little bit about this before we go. So Home to Me, it was our first write, I believe, with the three of us, and I have always, I'm such a homebody. I absolutely love going home to my mom's house in North Carolina, and it was built by my grandma and grandpa. So I just really wanted to tell its story, and they did such a beautiful job at helping bring that to life. I honestly couldn't have told it any better. All right, well, it's another great song, Home to Me, and uh, Kelly, thanks, I mean, Erica, thanks. I'm reading. I'm reading off of here. <laughs> Erica, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Papa laid the foundation back in 
Well, you're listening to Live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we are going to be visiting with one of my most favorite performers. Rising up your bow, turn the soundboard on righty, and turn the lights way down low. These are hard, hard times, and folks are coming head night. Let it go, let it go. So dance all still in 1910. These pine wood planks have seen a whole lot of dancing since then. Been through two world wars, years of drought, and the Great Depression. So put your best boots on and we'll play a song. We've been through hard times before, we can do it again. Come on down and shake some friends. Move a little closer. Take it on back. Jimmy, it's just a show those cowboys wear it fast. Texas twirl, to that pretty little girl, hold on honey, we'll dance till the sun comes up again, that bass is thumping, this joint is jumping, folks from town and the county all around, every walk of life in every station, we've got bills to pay, but baby not today, this is our Saturday night. So put your best boots on and we'll play a song Cause when your life comes unhinged You can come on down and shake some friends Move a little closer Take it on back Shimmy at the touch Show those cowboys where it's at Give a Texas twirl To that pretty little girl Hold on honey we'll dance Dance as the sun comes up again. 
Well, that's Fringe by Mary Kay Holt. We're putting the Western back in the country as we visit with our own Mary Kay Holt, (laughs) who has just returned as a celebrity presenter at the 62nd Annual National Cowboy and Western Heritage Wrangler Awards in Oklahoma City. So we have you on the other side of the mic now. How do you like that? <laughs> uh, I like it. You're my favorite interviewer. So, <laughs> uh, gosh, it, it's more of where you have spent most of your time in your careers on on the side of the mic where you're being the interviewee instead of the interviewer. Yeah. But uh, true. So anyway, tell us a little bit about what the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Awards are. And where it's located? How did it how did it get started? Well, from my understanding, the the museum, the um, Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City, has a wonderful board of directors, very supportive group that are very interested in preservation preserving um, the heritage of the West and all that that means, which is quite a bit. I mean, you take the heritage of a of a whole region of the country that is so much more than just cowboys. And this is a board of directors that really understands that. So the Western Heritage Awards are done every year. It's a beautiful red carpet event with a lot of celebrities. And they give awards out to not only book authors and musicians who've written works, um, Western works that year, but they also honor great Westerners. So, men and women who have spent their lives in the ranching industry. And um, it's really fascinating. We had a a lot of people recognized this year for, um, we had horsemanship that was recognized. We had um, movies and television series that were recognized. And there were even some families whose great, great grandfather was recognized and the whole family came out. So it's, it's a really wonderful, um, you know, red carpet fancy celebration of, of you know, what's best in the West, and uh, it's an honor to be there. Well, it was a pretty cool deal because you know, and and I'll just mention a couple of the of the movie guys that have been there before. Sam Elliott has been honored and received an award there. Tom Selleck, uh, last year it was Kurt Russell. Uh, this year, Lou Diamond Phillips was there and received an award. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Sheridan received an award last year for uh, 1883. Peter Coors of Coors Brewery received an award. It was really cool because mm-hmm. you mentioned um, other folks that were there. Bob Will- Wills received an award, and his uh-huh. family so was his there. his daughter, yeah. Yeah, his daughter, his daughter accepted, and his, his granddaughter. granddaughter was there too, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just a Pretty cool deal, and and again, uh, people that you may not recognize but have generational history in the Western way of life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty cool deal. But now you have been a two-time Wrangler Award winner yourself, and so you were there as a celebrity presenter uh, along with another good friend of ours, R.W. Hampton, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you kept R.W. in check. How did you do that? You managed to do that pretty well this time. 
RW and his wife, Lisa, are two of my favorite people to, well, for both you and I, two of our favorite people to spend time with. And RW is just one of those people that is just so funny that you look forward to spending time with them because everything he says is, you know, just so funny. And so, no, you don't, you don't put a lid on that. You just, <laughs> you just enjoy that wonderful person that he is. And yeah, he does a great job. He really does. He really does. Well, we want to get to one of your songs. This is the award-winning song, Ride a Wide Circle. What year did you win the award for this, Mary Kay? Do you remember? Oh, babe, I don't remember. I think maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. We'll have to look at the Wrangler Award to see what year it was. But this is a great song. It's called (laughs) Ride a Wide Circle. Put you on the spot, didn't I, Mary Kay? Put yeah. you on the spot. But this is Ride a Wide Circle. It's a great song. We'll be back in just a minute. It's the kind of stillness felt only before dawn. He knows just the mare, he'll throw aside along. He shakes the bridle and she huffs a hello. Like through the gate when there's many a mile to go. Hard summer morning, slow trot to the ridge. He feels the power beneath him, but the balance is all his. And he'll ride a wide circle, checking and making plans Cause he's got dream tied hard and fast And they hold him to this land Yes, he'll ride a wide circle And today he'll ride alone In a saddle that's no rich man's trophy It's a working man's throne He doctors cattle, but he is no physician. He hums a James Taylor tune, but he is no musician. He rides a fence line, his daddy's daddy rode before. The same big sapphire ceiling, the same sweet grass. Cowboy life will take from him a little blood and sweat each day. But for a third generation American dream, that's a paltry price to pay. So he'll ride that wide circle, chicken stock and making plans. Cause he's got dreams tied hard and fast. And they hold him to this land Yes, he'll ride that wide circle Cause he knows he's not alone This range, his granddad's dream His daddy's now his own May circle 
quite a bit and seeing a lot of the different regions of the West. And um, so my goal was to to bring the West to life with the music that I that I produced on this this album. So that particular song was inspired by a trip that I took to Montana. I sang at the Montana Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And, um, you know, at all of those, all of the gatherings, you get together with the local cowboy poets and singers that don't travel, you know, they just sing locally, you hear their stories, you kind of get to know them, but you really only see them when they're when you're in that region. And that song was inspired by the fact that it's just so dang difficult to hold on to a family ranch, a generational ranch and you know the real the true struggles that families go through to make sure that that dream stays alive and um you know when you're ranching you do ride a circle you know you make a circle that day to check the fence lines to just kind of keep an eye on things it's usually done that kind of a ride would be done you know just on a nice summer day and um the song the, the traditional song, May the Circle Be Unbroken, um, is kind of my loop around to what Nashville's, um, the Ryman Theater's, the, Op- the Opry's main theme is, you know. When you sing on the Opry, you're standing in the circle. And yeah. that there's there's a tie-in to Western culture and to Western uh, music. And that was my, my nod to to tie in my heritage in the West to, you know, to the cowboy culture. And right, gosh, it right. would be a dream to sing that on the off. How about that? We may have to make that happen. Yeah. We may have to make that happen. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, when I meant, when I introduced you just a minute ago, uh, I said we're putting the Western back in the country. And so it used to be country and Western. Music. It was not yeah. just country. 
And uh, and I also mentioned uh, Taylor Sheridan a minute ago receiving an award last year at the Western Heritage Award Show. And I think mm-hmm. because of the popularity of Yellowstone and 1883 and 1923 and some other Westerns that are being made right now, it seems that more and more Western-themed music is coming back into the country genre. And uh, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, that's always that's always heartening to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to get to another song. This is from the album Take Me Back to Texas. This is the title cut. And uh and I've I've checked on this already, so I know this. You won the Wrangler Award <laughs> for Take Me Back to Texas in 2017, and I think it's about time for you to have another uh, entry. You know, maybe for 2024. <laughs> but uh, let's take a listen to Take Me Back to Texas. We're going to come back and talk more with me, Mary Kay Holt today. You're listening to Live from Nashville, heard around the world. Darling, you have popped the question that I have been expecting. But before I answer I have one little request Take me back to Texas When the blue body boom I will be the bride You can be the handsome groom We can hitch our wagon To that lone star above In a state that's as big as I I'm done. 
Take me back to Texas, Mary Kay Holt. And uh, you you were born in Texas. You're a Texas girl, aren't you? I am, yes. And then moved where? Then when I was 12, our fam- my family moved to Mississippi. So I spent my teenage high school years in Clinton, Mississippi, and then um, moved to Utah where... I had 10 children and <laughs> started a career in music. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Crazy. Gosh. I, why do you laugh about 10 children? I mean, that's just amazing to me. <laughs> it is amazing to most people when they say she had 10 children, but you had 10 children. And they're all yours yeah. and one at a time. So you didn't have any duplicates in there. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so let's go back and talk about the Western Heritage Awards because you left me at home this year. I went last year and had a great time yeah. seeing so many friends out there, but you left me at home. And who did you take with you this time? <laughs> well, I took my wonderful mother and our youngest daughter, Cece. She's 17 and she's our, our girl. She's um, at home with us here, and so I wanted them to have the – more importantly, you wanted them to have the experience. Um, I missed having you there with me, but um, with you being home and taking care of the dogs, kind of holding down the fort, we were able to go, and so it was a wonderful gift, really, from you. But we had a great time, great experience. Well, it was so cool because, uh, and I've posted some photographs on social social media, and you have as well, but uh, it was really cool uh, with your mama meeting Mo Brings Plenty from Yellowstone, and yeah. then Cece getting to meet Patrick Wayne, John Wayne's son, and Patrick was in so many yeah. movies with his dad as well, but uh, memories were made on this trip, weren't they? Definitely. We were seated at dinner with um, Patrick Wayne and um, also with Barry Corbin. And so it was, and with Waddy Mitchell. I sat right next to Waddy Mitchell. So it was kind of a, it was a star-studded night for sure. And there was an actual red carpet. So we had red carpet pictures taken of the three of us. And just, you know, that's a one, once in a lifetime type thing for for some people and and to share that with my mom and daughter was really special. Well, it was special. And uh and and all these guys that you mentioned are just just great people. I mean, you know, whether or not a person is a celebrity, most of the time they're just really down to earth great folks and and those folks That's you just so mentioned true. are. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get back to music, okay? Uh take me back to Texas. And the next song that we're going to get to is one called The Prairie Preacher. And this doesn't get a lot of radio play because it's a little bit longer song than normal. But tell us about The Prairie Preacher. Well, as a songwriter, one of my very favorite kinds of songs to write is a story song. And they generally are longer. And they're generally pretty difficult to write. But you get to use words you wouldn't normally use in uh, and uh, what I would call like a normal radio-ready song. So this song was really fun to write. I had no idea what the ending would be until I got to the ending. And it just kind of takes you to a place 
in time with certain characters. It's like a watching a movie with your mind when you listen to it. You know, and you were talking about writing this song, not knowing how it was going to end until you got there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Primarily, you have written uh, by yourself, haven't you? Yes. You know, talking to Erica as our as our first guest today, I realized <laughs> that 98% of my songs I've written by myself. And... Uh, and so to write in Nashville is a different experience. But, yeah, this was written written all by my lonesome. All by your lonesome. And, and, and you've written award-winning songs and albums all by your lonesome. But uh, it's kind of cool to have you writing with some of these Nashville guys as well now. But let's take a listen to The Prairie Preacher. We're going to come back. You're listening to Live from Nashville, and we are interviewing our co-host, Mary Kay Holt, today. Simply come for souls to save Cause if you're going through hell I've been there as well Till I heard Jesus calling my name Won't you come take my hand Join this blood-washed band Are you ready for a mighty change? Ah, nothing's been the same Since the prairie preacher came to town His eyes a strange hue of otherworldly blue Most folks thought, oh, he must be insane But the net that he threw was only meant for a few His eyes searched for the souls he could claim The banker in town looked down at the ground And he confessed, what would folks think of him? But there were two young brother miners from South Carolina who step forward and lay down their sins? They said, We've been through hell, we see you've been there as well. We hear Jesus calling our name. So we'll come take a stand with your blood washed band. Yes, sir, we are ready for a change. Ah, nothing's been the same since the prairie preacher came to town. Her hair was piled up high on that hot 4th of July Her cotton dress, it clung to her skin She was used to a roughness, a callous kind of toughness She was used to the low company of men But with a prairie preacher's word, something in her heart stirred 
And she knew that she could not deny it God's love found a way on that hot July day She stepped forward into the light She said, I'm going through hell I see you sitting there as well I think I hear Jesus calling my name I'll reach out my hand, join your blood-washed band Lord Almighty, I'm ready for a change Nothing's been the same since the prairie preacher came to town. In true frontier fashion, they took straight action. But the only water to be got Where the horses were tired They moved them aside And those folks were baptized Right there in that trough With that shallow immersion Came a mighty conversion There was weeping for joy When they were through Our twenty souls were claimed Out there on the plains In a town filled with brothels And saloons that Independence Day, that Christian band all rode away. They left in haste without a sound. Then thick as boiling sin, dark clouds came rolling in, and the wrath of God itself came howling down. That is no distortionist to the biblical proportion of the twister that tore down that town. Nothing's been the same since the prairie preacher came to town. The prairie preacher, Mary Kay Holt. And uh, Mary Kay, as I was listening to that, I thought, you know, this could be made into a movie. Yeah, it really could. Really? I mean, you know. It is a great storyline out there, and uh, and it's kind yeah. of interesting because there are so many independent films that are rolling out right now. You know that uh, yeah. Because actually, actually, uh, I've got a friend uh, out, and I think she's in Oklahoma. She's doing one called uh, Freedom Freedom Ranch, I think is the name of it. But anyway, I just saw today that she's going to be doing the primary film, and it's going to be done right here in Nashville. And uh, oh, and then they'll go back and yeah, and then they'll go back and finish some of it out in Oklahoma. But uh, most of the film is going to be well, done maybe right we here need in Nashville, to Tennessee. Start working on a screenplay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, get some of our writer uh, friends together, and you guys yeah. just put it put it together. Well, uh, by the way, I went back and I looked, Mary Kay, and Ride a Wide Circle. Received the award in 2015, uh, the Wrangler oh Award for uh, for Song of the Year, and so I, it really oh is time goodness. for you to, you know, submit something else <laughs> for your new Wrangler because that's getting a little bit old now. So anyway, yeah, a lot of fun at the that. a lot of fun, yeah, a lot of fun at the Wrangler Awards, and uh, and so many guys, you know, it's almost like a homecoming every year. 
to see these it people really is. that show up. Yeah, it really know? is. Really is great. Well, there is another song I want to get to right now, and this one is called Girl Meets West. You had a Girl Meets West retreat for a couple of years okay. out in Utah. And uh, yep. and I had a rendezvous for even more years here in Tennessee. And so now we have kind of put that together and calling it Nash West Adventures. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it. where are we headed? Where are we headed in October? We are headed to a place with a lot of great Western history, um, Polidoro Canyon. In Amarillo, Texas, we're going to be doing a, a ride, a horseback ride, and a chuck wagon dinner, a concert. We're visiting a winery and uh, the Museum of the Great Plains. This trip is for couples or singles. Um, we can accommodate um, either one, but there is limited space, and the price is a terrific price, a great bargain, and there's an airport right in Amarillo if you need to fly in. But you need to get things lined up now for for that trip. It's taking place in October, so we're coming October up on the, the October the sixth, seventh, and eighth. October sixth, seventh, and eighth, yes. and uh, it's limited to eighteen people. So if you'd like to join mm-hmm. Mary Kay and myself for Nash West Adventures in Palo Duro Canyon. Uh, we're going to do a three-hour three ride around the rim of the canyon, and that's going to be awesome. On a real it's working really, ranch. Yes. Real working ranch out there. And yeah. uh, the Panhandle Plains Museum. It's going to be an incredible museum. experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting excited just talking about it. I'm getting excited just talking about it. I know, me but, too. Uh, yeah, but if you want to go, you have to make reservations by May the 15th, or or it will be too late. And so go right. to equestrianlegacy.net. That's our website. Look up in the menu bar, Nash West Adventures, and that has all of the information that you'll ever want to find about the trip that we're going to be making in uh, October. And then, ladies, I think Mary Kay's got something special for you because she's going to be doing a Nash West Adventures Music City do you have anything that you yes. can tell us about that coming up? I don't. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of research on it. <laughs> so you're working on you're I working just, on that. I am. Yeah. I want it to be I think I want it to be so special that I'm looking for the perfect host um place to stay. And so that's kind of what's got me kind of stuck. I just really want to I don't want it to be just a run of the mill trip okay. to Nashville. I really want it to be special. So that's right. that this will be, be announced. This soon. will be very this will be very similar to the Girl Meets West that she did in uh in Utah back in Escalante, Utah. Yes. And uh but this yes. time it's gonna be in Music City, so it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Well let's take a listen yes. to Girl Meets West. We're gonna come back and talk more with Mary Kay in just a moment. You're listening to Live from Nashville. <laughs> Why? 
she don't work nine to five is your best guess. That's just what happens when girl needs wet. Someday she'll motor to your hometown. Tune up her six string, throw some music down. Songs like bullets that will pierce your pain. Make you feel all back in the saddle again. If you start feeling clammy or shortness of breath. She's put you into cowboy cardiac arrest. Boy meets girl, girl meets guitar. Pretty soon she's swinging on a Dale Evans star. Started singing for the money, stayed in for the fun. This cowgirl knows how the West is Just hit her, ignore and take a sharp turn left. That's just what happens when girl meets west. You know I love it, Prescott and Campman and Elko. She'll go to Lewistown, Alpine, Heber and Durango. Grab a hot dog and a rock star on her way through Mesquite. Cause every girl knows you are what you eat. And he plays folks talk Get you some. 
but it's great, great music. Uh, Erica was terrific to have on the show. Yes. And and I predict yes. that young lady has a great future here in Nashville. Yes. So we're looking forward to following her journey as she continues on. And uh, by the way, it's E-R-I-C-C-A-L-A-T-Z-A dot com if you'd like to find her music and follow her schedule and, and connect with her there as well. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What else do we need to talk about, Mary Kay? Anything? I think that's it. We just thank you for listening to the show. We are, you know, the show is getting great response, and it makes us so happy because, you know, we just get – it's a thrill for us to share new artists with everybody. So that we just really love that. And so thank you for listening. Well, thank you for listening, and be sure and tune in every Thursday for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. And coming up next Thursday on the Campfire Cafe is Mr. Dave Stamey. He's not too bad, is he? Ooh, good guest. And Terry Nash will be joining us, a cowboy poet, a great guy and a good friend. And so we're going to have a fun, fun time on the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. That's every Thursday beginning at noon Central Standard Time. And, of course, live from Nashville, you can listen to on Saturdays at noon. And all of our shows you can find on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Mary Kay. Thanks for being our very special guest today. And, darling, thank you for being such a great host. Oh, you're welcome. I just, we, We're we lucky to have each other, that's for sure. Well, you're very kind. But we have the real thing. Oh, that's the last song that we're going to do. It's the real thing. <laughs> and this we is, do have the real thing. We do have the real thing. Yeah, you just kind of set that up, darling. But this is the real thing. It's Mary Kay Hold. It's from the album, Take Me Back to Texas. Guys, thanks for listening today. Thank you.
But believe me, brother, that it's true. The songs about me, the songs about you. Ba 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 do ba 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 Be my teddy bear. Love me tender and don't return to sender. You drive me crazy over you. Now I'm walking after midnight and I've got the lovesick blues. Let's get together, work it out. This is the sort of thing Mama warned me about. This ain't no daytime drama or expired warranty. This is a real 